Amen. Well, good morning and welcome to North Point Baptist Church. I'm so glad that you're here today. Uh, I know that there are several visiting with us today and you walked in and went, um, it's okay, I promise. Um, we do this once a year. Uh, this is our Thanksgiving feast. It is a different kind of service, and, uh, but I promise you that uh, we're going to have church. We're going to enjoy ourselves together. And then at the end of our service, we are going to eat, and we invite you to please, please stay and uh, eat with us. There, are, there is plenty of food, and uh, this will help you to get to know our church family a little better as we fellowship together and eat together, and uh, that'll be great. Well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to find someone at your table in the next five, maybe three or four minutes and tell them something that you're thankful for, okay? Find somebody at your table, tell them something you're thankful for, and then we'll come back together as a congregation, all right? Make your way back to your seat. You can make your way back to your seat this morning. Wonderful. Thank you again for being here today. Let me uh, just uh, very quickly, uh, because uh, since I've been here, this will be the first time we've done this. Um, as far as uh, the way we're going to do the service today, uh, I've, been, I've asked uh, eight of our church members uh, that you don't normally hear from uh, to come for about five minutes apiece and share with you uh, what they're thankful for. And uh, I prayed about uh, who to ask, and um, I just felt like each one of these individuals, uh, different perspectives, uh, different uh, paths of life um, could share with us what God has do, uh, is doing and has done in their life over the past year. And so you're going to uh, be able to hear from them. Uh, their names will appear on the screen in case you don't know who they are and they don't introduce themselves. Um, and so you'll know who they are and uh, I'm sure it'll be a wonderful, uh, wonderful time. Well, let me say this uh, before we get started though. Um, it's, it's been... A year and a half now that God led our family to this church. And as I look over today at the number of people that are here, my heart is overwhelmed. I remember as we prepared for this service last year and 
we began to set up tables and chairs. And I just remember praying, Lord, in another year when we do this, I hope that we can maybe set up a few more. just started bringing people and not only did he bring people to our church but he brought people that love the Lord he brought people that want to serve he brought people that love each other and love our community and for me more than the number way more than the number is the relationships he's allowed us to have and to be able to truly call North Point Baptist Church home and to serve with all of you and every day of my life when I get out of bed and begin my day I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity be the pastor of the most wonderful church in the whole world. And I want you to know that I'm beyond grateful for everything that you have allowed us to be a part of, allowing us to serve and worship together, but most of all, to be able to be friends to have that friendship and that relationship. You as well as I know that it's not always been easy. But nothing is in life. And it's through the heartache and the turmoil and the challenges that God brings great opportunity. So I'm thankful today more than anything else that the Lord Jesus Christ died on an old rugged cross to save you and I and that we have the ultimate relationship with him and in return and in return we can have a wonderful fellowship and relationship with one another so I don't know about you this morning but I just want to give the Father praise for all that he's done in our lives I'm going to pray, and after I pray, Christy Rayburn's going to come, and she's going to share with us first, and then we're just going to kind of walk our way through. We'll have some songs in between and some other things that we'll do. But today, I just want us to be thankful 
I just want us to lift the name of Jesus on high. And I just want to brag on him because he is worthy of all of our praise. Our Father in heaven, today we're grateful and thankful that you are who you say you are. And grateful and thankful for the relationship that we have with you. And we're grateful that you saw fit to meet with us. You saw fit to put your hand on this place. God, I'm so thankful. And I'm so grateful for your working for your presence, for your love. I'm thankful for your people. I'm thankful for the excitement of service and worship that we have in our church. Lord, I pray more than anything that we'll be focused completely on you. Lord, for it's nothing It's nothing that we can do. It's all because of you. And may we never take our eyes off of that. May we never put ourselves in that place. Because Lord, without you, we can do nothing. So God, today, as each one of these individuals stand up and testify, God, I pray that your name will be lifted on high. Lord, that we'll worship you like we've never worshiped you before. Lord, we love you, but most of all, we thank you for loving us, which in your precious and holy son's name we pray, amen. If you're going to be testifying today, if you'll just keep your order of service and write, when the, when the person is completed, you'll just come right up after them um, and uh, share. You can use the microphone here at the podium. Miss Christie, you come. How are y'all this morning? Um, I'm Christy Rayburn, like Pastor Lee said. For those of you do, who don't know me, I'm just going to kind of give you a quick bio of who I am. But I was raised in Bremen. I'm an only child. Um, I'm not married, and I don't have any kids. But um, my parents have been married for about 45 years. And um, my daddy's a 46-year veteran of the Atlanta Police Department. My mama has worked in the school system. But I really had like the most ideal childhood anybody could have. I was really raised, um, and I joke with my parents all the time. I call them Ward and Jean Cleaver because they really sheltered me from, uh, you know, worldly things and problems and struggles that I know now that we had, but I did not know then. And um, I kind of joke, too, that I'm just like Wally and the Beave all rolled into one. But um, I was raised in church, and I loved going to church. Um, It was our everything, it was our family, it was our friends, our faith, of course. Um, And I was saved at the age of seven at youth camp. And I really kind of struggled when I got older because I didn't really feel like I had a testimony to share. Um, You know, you'd hear these stories about people who were, you know, strung out over hell by a spider web or rescued from drugs and alcohol and all these things. And... I mean, I just really did not have one of those stories, you know, how bad can you be at age seven? So, but now I realize that being spared from those things really is my testimony, that that God spared me from those things. 
So that's one thing that I am really thankful for is being raised in church and really not knowing a lot of those worldly things. Um, But I guess, and I know today is about thanks and giving thanks, but if I made a list of things that I wish that I had that I don't have, the list would be pretty long. I'm sure it would be for all of us. Um, I'd like to have a husband, of course, and kids, maybe brothers and sisters. You know, I said I was an only child. Um, Maybe a house full of cats, but not be labeled the crazy cat lady since I am single. But if I made a list of things that I am thankful for, the list would be so long. I would run out of ink. I think Melanie sang that song about thanks a few weeks ago, and that really resonates with me. Um, But probably the thing that I'm the most thankful for is that I've had Jesus in my life for so long, I don't know a life without him. And that's, that's really, really what I'm the most thankful for. But despite being raised in church, of course, you know, we can, we all have struggles and problems and things that we go through. Um, and I'm a little bit hard-headed, so sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to get lessons than other people. But one thing that God has been working on me here lately about is um, comparing myself to other people. And I've learned that comparison is really the thief of my joy. Because when I look at other people that have things that I wish that I had or Maybe I just think the grass is greener in their pasture than it is in mine. That really steals my joy and, you know, it makes me complain and get frustrated and things like that. So I've learned that being happy on my journey, which is my journey and my life and my experiences, that happy is a choice and it's a choice that I have to make every day. And a lot of times I joke with my mama that I just don't understand things and I've even joked that my name should be Christy, I don't know, Rayburn, because for some, sometimes I just shake my head and I'm like, I just don't know, I don't know, I'm so confused, I don't know. But I know that we all go through trials and um, hard times and, you know, things that we don't understand. And a lot of times I will have a little pity party and my mother says that it's okay to have a pity party as long as you don't party too long, that you have to get back up. And kind of like what Pastor Lee said last Sunday, that just like the three Hebrew children, when we go through these trials and struggles and all these different things that we go through, when we come out on the other side, we'll be the victim and not, we'll be the victor and not the victim. And our clothes won't be singed and we won't even have a hint of smoke on us. And to me, that's something that I'm very, very thankful for that I've seen in my life. Um, That does not mean, and I've seen this too, that things are going to work out the way that that I want them to every time. I mean, rarely do they ever. I don't know why, but they just don't. Um, But even through all these lessons that I've been struggling to learn, I guess, I do still struggle with the unknown and those I don't knows and I don't understand. But I posted some scripture about a year ago in my bathroom. So it's the first thing I see in the morning, and it's the last thing I usually see at night. And one of the scriptures is... um, Joshua 1 9 that says be strong and courageous do not be frightened or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go and I really comfort myself with those words that you know on my journey which is not somebody else's journey that it's mine that he's with me and even though I don't understand it he understands it and his ways are not my ways which that has been a really hard lesson Um, but I hope that 
I am very, very thankful today that I've, I've finally learned this lesson, and I hope that I can encourage you today that if you're struggling maybe with your path in life and maybe you're confused or don't understand, that it's okay, that God knows where you are and he'll be with you wherever you are. And a few years ago, I read this church sign and that really, really stuck with me. And it just says, the Lord is my pace setter. I shall not be rushed. And that just really spoke to me. So thank you. Good morning, folks. Preacher, would you hold my hand through this? Keep it from shaking. <laughs> anyway, my name is Larry Slowsby. I was born and raised in uh, North Carolina in the mountains. We were kind of poor up there. I was, sometimes I say, I think I was jerked up instead of raised up. And, uh, we were very pleased most of the time to receive anything that we, we got. And it didn't take a lot to make us happy, and, and uh, we were thankful for what things that we received. So uh, I can stand here, and like everybody else that will be up here, and Christy it's already been here and gave a fine testimony, and I appreciate it very much. I can stand here and tell you how thankful I am for this church, our pastor, our Lord, which should have been first. And uh, I can thank the Lord for all these things, my wife, my family, uh, all the things that we've been blessed with. But <clears throat> sometimes uh, we get what we we've had so much in our lives we get to a point that we can say it and you know yeah I'm thankful and, and and we really are I suppose but we don't feel it we don't feel it in our hearts like we should sometimes and uh, I have uh, I've tried to do this on occasion and don't do it near enough but get off somewhere by myself and say Lord, I'm thankful. And uh, Lord, here's some of the things I'm thankful for. Start down, a, start down. A, I mean, I don't have the list, but I'm seeing it in my mind here, and start thinking about things that I am thankful for, and start counting your blessings. And you start counting them. You know, you'll see that that you've got a lot more than you thought you would have to be thankful for. Uh, Lord has blessed me so much and my family, and golly, I just, excuse me. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that one. But anyway, I've just, uh, you said 25 minutes or, tw or five. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not going very much farther anyway. <laughs> but uh, counting your blessings is an humbling experience. And I know that probably some of you did this and tried this. And, and uh, uh, 
getting a word of prayer and and pull the Lord into it and uh, and just ask him to let you feel his presence. And then you can feel the thankfulness there. All the things that we are all thankful for comes by grace and mercy. And it's an humbling experience when you think about how all these things come together that the Lord has blessed us so much with. Today I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful for my Lord. And I'm thankful for all of you that make up the church family. God bless every one of you. Today I say praise and thanksgiving to our Lord. Amen. do the slides and um, wow there's a lot of people here today <laughs> but uh, when Pastor Lee asked me to do this a couple of weeks ago I've been thinking a lot about it I even, I even dreamed, dreamed about it last night but uh, I've been thinking about what I should do and well uh, I guess I'll just give this but uh, I got saved when I was 12 and uh, it was when well, my old pastor of my old church, he was, preach, he was preaching uh, Revelations. And that scared me because I didn't want to be left here. So I got saved then. But I guess, to, I think to be truly thankful for something, you, you need to experience something that you don't have it anymore, that you gain it. That's when you're truly thankful. Like my parents was divorced when I was eight years old. And then I moved around a couple places and... I experienced a lot of things, but uh, I've been, I live most of my life without my parents, and I don't really talk to them, because there was issues there, but I always, uh, like, I saw what my parents do, and how they live their life, and like, I am thankful the way they live their life, y'all might think it's weird, but, but I see what they did, and I know what not to do, like, they drink, and they did drugs, and I know that I don't want to end up like that, so I don't do it. But I live with my uh, Tiffany and David, my aunt and uncle, and uh, I might not show it all the time, but I am thankful for them that God put me there because I, I think I'm doing pretty good so far in my life, but I only live 19 years, so. <laughs> but, uh, like, I don't know, like, I am thankful what God did with did, um what God's blessed me and what he has put me through because it made me the person I am today and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him and I probably I wouldn't even be doing the slides if it wasn't for God putting me here in this church and with a great pastor which I feel terrible while, while I put him through sometimes but, <laughs> but I'm thankful for his patience he had with me with the slides and Pastor Parker but I'm thankful that just everything that happened in my life, that I have, like, good friends here, good Christian friends, 
and I'm in school still, so I'm thankful that, that I'm trying to get my education, and I'm just thankful for everything that God gave me. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. Sing with us. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in Son of Jim and Doris Bush. <laughs> I was born in Virginia. And in the third grade, my parents surrendered the full time Christian ministry and moved to a place in Tampa, Florida called the Faith Children's Home. <laughs> I learned at a young age to be thankful for what you have. was raised in a house with 48 to 53 kids that their parents didn't care about them. They didn't want to be with them. They did. There were too many problems. They just didn't want to deal with them. So instead of just dealing with the problems, they just gave them away. I thank God for my parents, <coughs> for the love that they had for other kids. I dealt with a lot of bitterness as I got through my teenage years because I didn't know why my parents sacrificed what they had. 
being a children's home. <laughs> but as I got older, as I've got kids of my own, I found out that kids don't need to go through this life unloved. There's not a single kid that deserves that. And my parents had so much love that they just, they loved us so much that they wanted to love other people. I thank God for Christian education. I thank the Lord that my senior year of high school, because of a Christian school, I had to read a sermon by Jonathan Edwards called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And as I was reading this message that's years old, God started going like this in my heart. He said, that's you. And up until this time in my life, I knew all the words to say. I was 17 years old. I knew what to say. I knew the words to say. I knew how to act. I knew all of the the things. I didn't have fear. I thank God for that. As I moved on in my life, we moved up here and we were involved in the church in Douglasville and I met some people and I met him in church. And I started a pursuit of something other than God. I started a pursuit of partying, going out on the weekends and having fun. Kids, let me tell you something. And please listen to me for everything that you have. You know the old saying, sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, cost you more than you want to pay? Think about what that cost is. And it's going to go farther. I thank God that he rescued me myself because if it wasn't for him let me tell you something standing at the moment of some of the difficulties in my life there was no way that I could ever give thanks for what was going on in my life and here's the thing it's not like a lot of people where they have to deal with problems that they don't have anything to do with I brought everything on myself It wasn't anybody else. It was my choice. But God put people in my life that pointed me towards Christ. There's a verse called Romans 8.18. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Let me tell you something. You may be going through something today and you don't know how you're going to get through it. And you may think that there's just nobody around that cares and loves you at all. But let me tell you something. God does. God will put people in your life. One of the the greatest people in my life that's had an impact on me. I've talked to the man. We were close for about two years and he moved off. And you know what made such an impact on my life? It wasn't the things that he did for me monetarily. It wasn't. He would call me up. 
And he said, Brother Jim, I'm praying for you today. <clears throat> and let me tell you how I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God will take those relationships in your life that are dragging you away from him and he will sever them and replace them with new relationships. And I'm driving down the road. I have to pull off on the side of the road because I just had an argument with a buddy of mine that we were close with. And let me tell you something. God is faithful even when we're not. You can run from him. You can hide from him. But you can't. If you are saved, if you are saved in this house today and you have gotten away from God, let me tell you something. Philippians 1.6 said that he who hath begun a good work in you will, will be faithful to complete it till the day of judgment or to the day of Jesus Christ. That means if you're saved, God is going to do everything in his power to get you back to him. Now we can still run from it and we can still hide and you can be miserable. But let me tell you something. Last verse, and I'm I'm done. The Bible says, For we know that all things work together for good for him that loves God. And you say, Well, Brother Jim, what I'm going through in my life is just not good. Let me tell you something. If I was to set a bowl of flour out in front of you, nobody would want to eat it. Some salt, maybe some people would. Some buttermilk. But you can start to take all these different ingredients and you put them together. And in the hands of the master, you can knead that dough and put it in the oven. And you have some of the best biscuits you could ever have in your life. Sometimes what we're going through is terrible and you may not understand it. Let me tell you something. God's doing something great. And he's equipping each and every person in this room. If you have a unique problem or you have a unique situation, guess what? God has equipped you to help somebody that nobody else can. There are people in this room that can witness to people that I can't because I don't know what they're going through. So I would... I would challenge you going out to this day, from this day. Be a difference in somebody's life. I heard a statement one time that said, if you never lived, would it have mattered to anybody? Think about that. Let's be a change in our community. We do all this outreach. Let's be the lighthouse on this corner. Let's reach Carrollton. Let's reach Carroll County. Let's reach Douglas. Let's reach Northwest Georgia. I mean, why not stop there? Thank you, Pastor. Good morning. I'm Jesse Peepmeyer. Um, I've got a little story to tell. Um, it's really touched my life, and um, and first thing I'm going to be thankful for is being here today to tell everybody my story. Um, 
I'm just I'm glad for this church. They let me in, and um, but I'm gonna tell you, I was um, working at the fire department. And I was riding down the road, and all of a sudden I get a text, and it come from Pastor Lee. I look at it, and I said, "Oh Lord, what have I done?" So I pulled over, read the text, and they asked me to do a testimony, and um, and. I thought about it, and I said, yes, I'd do it. Um, and my testimony is, is it's, it's a little bit different. Um, I work two jobs. I work at the fire department, and I work as a, as a diesel mechanic on my off days from the fire department. So I had decided that I was going to retire from the fire department after 22 years and go as a full-time diesel mechanic so I could spend more time at home with my family because I never get to see my family um it, it it's hard when you work two jobs and you never get to see your family i've got a 19 year old daughter that um she lived with her mother in duluth or i'm sorry in, in snellville and with the way the fire department works you're on 24 and you're off 48 so i hardly ever get to see my daughter when she grew up and I didn't want to make the same mistake with my youngest daughter, which is five. And I got my son that's 11. And um, we do a lot of camping and fishing, stuff like that. So I started working as the mechanic four years ago. So I figured, well, I'd be home more with family if I was working one job. So I prayed with the family. And talked to them and they said yeah we'd love you to be home every day you know dad's gonna be home every day so I thought about it and prayed about it and I went in talked to my chief walker he's chief over there and he said I'm gonna tell you what he said I'm gonna you're not gonna quit he said you're gonna do a 60 day leave of absence that way you can decide really what you want to do in your life as far as if, if this is what you want to do so I said, Chief, I said, I really want to do this. He said, well, I really want you to do the 60 days to make sure this is exactly what you want to do. So I took the offer. July the 4th was my last day with the fire department for my 60 days. Well, September the 4th, I was supposed to go back on shift and, um, or turn in my two-week notice. So I turned my two-week notice in. My wife helped me write my my resignation. She cried like a baby. Um, and I don't show much emotions when I'm at home with the family or anything like that because I've never been able to talk about anything. But I went in, turned my notice into the chief. That same day, I was sitting at a restaurant eating lunch with the other folks from my other job. And he calls me and he says, ask a couple of questions, make sure that he's spelling my name right because my name is hard to spell. As you can see, Pete Myers, just hard to spell. So he asked me a couple of questions and what day would be good to have a retirement party at the fire station so everybody could be there. And I'm like, well, just y'all tell me what day and I'll make it happen. And then it's, he asked me before he got off phone, he says, I got to ask you at least one more time. Are you sure this is what you want? 
and it was like somebody turned on a light switch and God was speaking to me and said, said, is this really what you want? And I got to thinking about my family right then and there and the people that I missed working with because God put me here for a reason to do this job as a fireman to help people. So I told him, I said, let me talk to my wife tonight. And he said, well, you've got to hurry up because you're noticing you've already turned in and it's at the commissioner's office getting processed. So that night I went home and I talked to my wife and I talked to my kids. And my son says, Daddy, I told you so. You couldn't do it. And I said, son, you're right. I couldn't do it. And my wife told me, said, you do what you feel best in your heart. And I said, well, I think God wants me to go back. So I called that night and told him, I said, I'm, I'm coming back. And I said, I need, I need to work out a notice with my other job, which I still work at my other job, so I'm, I'm still working two jobs. So I'm thankful that God has put me here for a reason to help other people. And I'm going to tell you something else, and I'm sorry I'm taking so long, but I hadn't been back very long after my 60 days. I went in last Saturday morning, and I'm always early when I go into work. Well, 7.58 that morning before shift change, there was a call went out on the I-20 at, at the truck stop for a tractor-trailer fire. Well, I'm thinking, okay, it's just a tractor-trailer. It's full of, full of uh, it's, they dispatch had said it was full of meat. Well, when I get down there, it's not the trailer that's on fire. It's the tractor. There was a man... And I'll never forget his name. His name is Mr. Brown. He's from Texas. And y'all don't think that, that every day these truckers run up and down the road, they don't get to see their family like they should. This man was in his bunk sleeping all the way from Texas, lost everything he had, got burns on his arm, got smoke inhalation. He was in the truck asleep. And... It hit me right then that this, this man needs somebody because he's all the way from Texas and don't have nobody. Don't have no wallet, don't have no phone because everything in his truck burned up. So they transport him to the hospital, get checked out, and I go to the hospital to check on him. I asked the, the nurses at the ER, I said, I said, do y'all have any clothes for this man to wear? And they said, no, we don't. All we can give him is a gown. The only thing that he had on was his underpants. No clothes, no nothing, because the man was sleeping in his truck. So out of the kindness of my heart, God provided me the money that I needed to do. I went and bought this man some pants, shirts, underwear, and everything else that he needed, a pair of shoes, so he wouldn't be left out in the cold. It was cold that day. If y'all remember last Saturday, it was, it was raining and cold. So I, the Lord provided for me, with these two jobs, enough money to, to purchase this man, this, what he needed to put on his back to keep him warm. And he is back home in Texas with his family. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord works in mysterious ways, people. And... Um, I know I'm mumbling around and this and that and the other, but I feel that, that if something's laying on your heart, 
from a job to another job, if God has put you here for a reason, that's what he's put you here for. And, and just do the right thing. But thank y'all for letting me speak today. Leslie Jennings. I was born and raised here in Carroll County. I have a wonderful family that has always seen me through my trials and my tribulations in my life. You're going to find that I'm a very sappy person, so bear with me as I try to get through this. On October the 30th, I received a message from Pastor Lee asking if I would like to give my testimony on Thanksgiving. I thought, oh Lord, can I do this? Because I'm not one to stand in front of a crowd of people without falling apart. After praying about it, I knew that with God's strength and guidance, this was something that I had to do. I then prayed that God would help me with my testimony, but I didn't think that it would be answered right away. As Pastor Lee has preached on before, our prayers are answered in God's time and not ours. Then, wow, shortly after my prayer, I was standing in front of my bathroom mirror, putting on my makeup, when suddenly, uncontrollable tears begin to run down my face. At that point, I began thinking of my family. I just want to tell all of you, thank you for being there for me through my many trials, giving me a shoulder to crawl and picking me up when I fall. I love you all. I'm thankful for my clothes, of course, and my health, a place to call home, my friends, my church family, my job, and most of all, God, and how he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me so that I may have a home in heaven for eternity. I thought this was going to be easy, but oh boy, did God throw a curveball at me. He said, Leslie, your testimony will be about the trials in your life. I thought, how could that be something that I'm thankful for? Then in that moment, I knew that the many trials that I had been going through and the ones that I'm still going through today was an exercise that God has given me to help me strengthen my faith in him. Philippians 4.13 tells me, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. I had gotten away from God for several years, but on the morning of April the 29th, 2015, God woke me up. In 
and showed me that even though I was going to have these trials in my life, I would not find my peace nor my strength to get through them without him. That's when I got myself back in church and back in touch with God and starting wanting to serve him. Yes, I'm still going through some trials in my life, but I've had to stop and say thank you, Jesus, for these trials because without them, I may have never opened my eyes. There's a song that's near and dear to my heart that goes like this. When I am down and oh my soul so weary, when troubles come and my heart burdened be, I am still and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be. First Thessalonians says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. Thank you, Jesus for raising me up through my trials and my circumstances and being my God through them all. And thank you, Pastor Lee, for giving me this opportunity to step out of my comfort zone. Amen. Well, that's good. That's real good, isn't it? We're going to um, take our offering here um, and just take a moment. And then we have two more, and uh, we'll be done. But I, my prayer is, is that in this time that you have, as you're sitting there and listening, that you can begin to relate your own life and what God is doing in your life and has done in your life and where he's brought you from to where you are today because the truth is is that we all have been through circumstances and we've all been through trials and we've all been at crossroads and decisions in our lives that God has brought us to and then he brought us through. And it's so very important above anything that as you reach it, this is where we're at. We say... Lord, please help me get through this situation. Lord, please help me get through these circumstances. And then finally, when we're on the other side of them, that we take a moment and we remember where we were to where we are. And that we remember to give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ for taking us to the trial, through the trial, and on the other side of the trial. Because in everything, we are to give thanks. We're going to pray. And uh, our men are going to get around to your tables. And uh, this is our regular church offering. Thank you so much for being faithful in your giving. 
And then we have a couple more testimonies, and then uh, we'll be done. Father, we love you. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this offering. Lord, I pray that it'll be used to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the testimonies that we've heard so far this morning. Lord, I pray that we will be encouraged and we'll be strengthened because of the things that we are hearing and will continue to hear. Lord, bless this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. The men are going to come around. They're going to take the offering. While we're doing that, uh, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. That's not very long. 10 seconds. Ready to count with me? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's like 10 words. Um, so 10 second testimony of something that you're thankful for. Just raise your hand and uh, I'll uh, get to you. 10 seconds. Here we go. Who's first? Oh, come on now. You've been, there we go. Miss Melanie, go. Amen. Amen. Good. Praise the Lord. All right, somebody else. Yes, Miss Lori. Let me, let me call on you. That'd be easier. Go, Lori. Amen. Good. Miss Pat. Did you have your hand up? I'm sorry. Live in a free country. Good. I saw somebody over here. Did I miss anybody? Brother Robert. Brother Robert. What did you say? I missed what you said. Tell me. I know, but I missed it. Tell me what you said. I missed it. Thankful to be anywhere. We're going to stop on that note right there. That was a good one. All right. So, uh, we have a couple more testimonies, um, and, uh, uh, and then we'll have a closing uh, song. Miss Rachel, you come and share with us. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Rachel Burton. I grew up in Snellville, Georgia, which is about an hour and a half away from here. And um, first of all, I'm thankful for my salvation. I got saved when I was 17 in high school. And um, I grew up in church since about sixth grade and um, thought I was saved, but it never hit in my heart until I was 17. And then I went to college and didn't really have a very like firm foundation in my faith. Um, so my faith, my prayer life was kind of stagnant. Um, then I got met Nick and... Um, went through several trials. Um, um, I, I have two babies, and Sophie and Jesse, and God kind of put some trials in our life with my pregnancies there. And um, I'm thankful for those pregnancies because through those, um, he really grew my prayer life. He grew my relationship with him. Um, with Sophie, she we went to the ultrasound, and they said she there's an amniotic band. They don't know why they... Formed. They can wrap around their limbs. They could stunt their growth. They could wrap around their legs and their arms. They could be born without them. So um, from that moment on, praying without ceasing really became part of my life. Um, and I was content with whatever, however she came out. I was going to love her no matter what. And they sent us to a specialist. And we went there. 
and they didn't find one. It was gone. And um, and so she came out, and she's wild. She's happy. She's wonderful. <laughs> um, and then Jesse came along, and I was praying, just, Lord, please let this be a smooth pregnancy. And we went to the ultrasound, and then there was something wrong there. And he had a two-vessel cord. And for those of you who don't know, um, the umbilical cord is supposed to have three vessels, and his only had two. And they said that could be a sign of a genetic defect, or he could be premature. He could be small when he was born. And um, so the last two months of my pregnancy, I had to go to the hospital every week for about two hours, and they had to monitor me and monitor the baby and monitor his heart rate and everything like that, make sure he was growing. And, and so we didn't know how he was going to come out. We didn't know if he, um, they even said, like, he could be born and he may not live. Um, and so he um, came out, and we didn't know how big he was going to be. We didn't know if he was going to be premature. And God definitely answered our prayer because he was born at 10 pounds. And... <laughs> So God showed us that he can grow a baby with only two vessels and doesn't have to have three. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. And so I'm just thankful for prayer and God answering those prayers. And whether he answered them the way I wanted to or not, I'm thankful that he's there to listen to me. And um, just that he's there for me because um, I am the, probably the biggest worrier in the world. And my husband can attest to that. I will take any situation it could be the smallest situation and I will think of the worst case scenario and so um, God definitely knows that about me so I think he took these situations to let me know that it's you don't have to worry because I'm there and you can just pray about it and so I'm just really thankful for prayer today and that God listens to me so that's what I'm thankful for Good morning. I'm Chris Easterwood, if you don't know me. I'm, I grew up in Alabama, um, over in Anniston. My mom and dad are Benny and Imogene Easterwood. And uh, my dad worked at a grocery store. My mom worked at the county extension service. We didn't have a lot of money as we were growing up. But uh, what we had, we were, we were truly thankful for. Um, back in 1994, I got my passport and I came to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after graduating from Auburn, so still War Eagle. Um, but uh, first thing I wanted to thank God for was uh, Southwire. It wasn't for the job there, but that's where I met Connie, my wife. And now we have five children, Ashley, Caitlin, Gracie, Emma, and Jacob. And our oldest has two children of her own. We've been truly blessed in our family. Um, so when Pastor Lee was talking about asking me, uh, you know, to come up with something to say of what I'm thankful for, a family is first top of the mind, right? Um, I never dreamed I could have a family as wonderful as I do. And that extends to our church family as well. You know, uh, having friends at church makes a big difference. It really makes you want to come to church. We have a home that's blessed by the hand of God, a job that's fulfilling, even though over the past year, it's been kind of like a roller coaster. 
It's had its highs, it's had its lows. It goes really fast, and then at times it can be very scary. Um, there's a lot of things to be thankful for. So how do you how do you pick something to talk about? There's a there's a Christian song on the radio. It's by Mercy Me. It's called Flawless. One of the lines in that uh, song says, "Then like a hero." who takes the stage when we're on the edge of our seats saying it's too late. Well, let me introduce you to grace. So my thankfulness turns to my hero, Jesus, what he's done in my life. In 1989, um, my father was shot and killed. And it seemed like the world was closing in on us. God came in and rescued me from my despair reaffirmed his love for me. He'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. <clears throat> In 2001, our daughter, we were expecting Gracie. We'd had the test. We knew she was Down syndrome. We knew there were problems. But on the day she was born, September 11, 2001, I can only imagine what the people in Paris are going through. You know, as I rode in the to the hospital in Atlanta with Gracie in the, in the ambulance, I was listening to the reports on the radio, thinking about Gracie and the problems she faced. And it seemed again, here was the world closing in on us. She had a handful of life-threatening problems. But here she is, 14 years later, still alive. God rushed in again to save the day. My hero. He reaffirmed he's Lord of all, even in the face of disease. As a boy, I knew there was something missing in my life. And God rushed in and saved me from death in the grave, reaffirming his salvation for whosoever believes in him. And most of all, when the world had no hope of salvation, no way out of this eternal separation from God. God rushed in, sending his only son, Jesus, to save us. But this time, so much differently. You know, you've seen the movies where the hero rushes in and may have to sacrifice themselves and they're gone. In this case, God had ultimate victory. He burst forth from the grave when we thought we'd lost him. There he was to be with us forever. It didn't matter what evil we had done as long as we believed in him. His love was far greater than anything we could do to separate ourselves from him. Those are a few of the things I'm thankful for. In Psalms 34, verses 1 through 3, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall fear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. So as we head into this time of Thanksgiving and Christmas, let's remember where all the things we have, the blessings we have, where they come from. Let's exalt the name of Jesus. Let's rejoice in him. Thank you. Hadn't this been good?
As we close this morning, I want you to stand with us, and we're going to sing one more song together. And uh, it's a song of praise and, and adoration to the Lord Jesus Christ, a song of victory for the Christian this morning. Only a God like you, only a God like him this morning, my friends. Sing with us, will you? world I'll never give my heart away or shout my praise my allegiance and devotion my heart's in fire and all emotion gonna serve the man who died upon the tree only a God like you only a God like you could be worthy of my praise all my hope and faith to only the King of all kings. Do I bow my knee and sing, give my everything? Only a God like you could be worthy of my praise. All my hope and faith to only the King of all kings. Do I bow my knee and sing, give my everything? To only my Maker, my Father, my Redeemer, Restorer, Rebuilder, Rewarder To only a God like you Do I give my praise Amen Pastor. Amen Amen Well, I don't know about you, but my heart's been blessed today it makes me want to preach. Don't tempt me. Um, <laughs> it, it, this has been so great. I, I, uh, I, I've just enjoyed myself, and, and, and I know that every one of you could get up here and share about what God's done in your life. And uh, my prayer is, is that you'll share it with somebody. I'm telling you, we serve an awesome God. We really do. A God who just loves and adores you. And if you're here today and you've been struggling with anything in your life. I've been preaching to our church over the last couple of weeks. Casting all of your care upon him. Why? Why? He cares for you. It's a fishing term. It's casting it. It, it, It's taking it and literally throwing it to God. And allowing him to take it. And excuse the analogy, but by the time you reel it back in, it's a 10-pound bass. It's something that you have a story about. It's something that you can go tell someone about. You know how fish stories are. They start out like this. And by the time you get home, they're like this. By the time they get to church, they're like this. Let that be the way it is 
with the blessings of what God has done in your life. And if you're struggling today, cast them to him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? I I never want to leave a church service without having an opportunity to do business with God. And I know we're a little over today. But would you take a moment? Would you just take a moment and do business with God? And if God's speaking to your heart, maybe, maybe you need to cast that burden. Maybe you need to lay it at his feet. Maybe you need to thank him. Maybe he's done something in your life and you haven't been thankful for it. Whatever it is, would you just call out to him right where you're at? And allow him to take it. And allow him to take you and mold you into what you would want him to be. To what he would want you to be. Our Father in heaven, Lord, today, we're so grateful and thankful for everything that you've done in our lives. We're thankful that we can call you Lord. We're thankful that we can call you Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We're so so thankful that we can call you God. We're also so very thankful that we can call you Abba Father. And today, God, there's one here that came in with a burden in their life, a struggle. But I beg that they would give that to you and allow you to work in their heart and in their life. For may this season of Thanksgiving be unlike any season has been before, where our life and our hearts are overwhelmed with the things that you're doing in them. Lord, thank you for our church. Thank you for everyone that's here today. Lord, we love you, but most of all, we thank you for loving us. For it's in your precious and holy son's name we pray.